0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Today we are starting our deeper conversation about some of the nutrients that, uh, according to statistics, to health organizations, organization statistics in different countries, nutrients that most people are deficient in, even though uh, they are proven by all authorities to be super important for our health. Meaning, if you don't get them, you're not going to feel great. You're going to develop all sorts of diseases. And of course, you're not going to have all the energy that you could have. And it's going to drain your energy from your work, from your awesome life, um, into nothingness, being sick and mentally and emotionally. Because guys, have you thought about that aspect of nutrition, Um, that connects um, it it to our sense of well-being. What I mean by that is when we don't get all the nutrients that we need and when our body as a result of that, doesn't function well, it's not that you're just going to feel physically different, meaning worse, but also your mental capacity, your emotional health how optimistic and well and happy you feel, that also gonna be affected and not in a positive way because all of that, all of these processes, our emotions, our physical health, uh, but specifically, I wanna focus on our emotions and our capacity, capacity of our brain to work better and work faster, work more effectively, all of it is biochemistry. So if you're not getting something that your body actually needs, then you're not going to be emotionally well, and it might actually end up in depression. So depression is not something that you just feel. Most of it, like more than 90% of it, is actually related to your poor lifestyle be that you know, not enough sunlight, exercise, fresh air, uh, or be that simply you're not getting your vitamins uh, and minerals uh, and fatty acids that your body actually needs that your brain actually needs to function. Um, So, that's just a little bit of information for you to. Uh, Get more serious about your nutrition, and also understand again that our food supply, our food system right now, is not designed to supply the most human health in in the form of foods that that possible for us. Like you know, what is great about our our food system, if we decide as a society, and we will eventually. To provide the most health with our food supply, then we can create a really rich and abundant supply of nutrients that gonna create massive health shift. But that will happen after we learn our lessons in a sad and negative way, uh, getting you know some degenerative diseases epidemics and um, a lot of other stuff before we'll finally understand that we need to actually design our food system consciously, so it provides the needed nutrition for people to thrive physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, That being said, again, this week is going to be dedicated to digging deeper into certain nutrients um, a lot of us are, are deficient in. And of course, we're going to talk more about practicality of getting those nutrients, because yeah, you might know that you need somewhere around 100 milligrams of vitamin C, but what the hell does it mean for you personally? Like, how does it translate in food that you eat every single day? And so this kind of episodes we are going to be doing this week Um Over the past few days, uh, I've been doing uh, more research about uh, nutrient requirements and where they come from. Like, Aren't you curious, how do they know how much vitamin C do we need, or how how much vitamin A or D we need, or how much calcium we need? And um, recently, U.S. Dietary Guidelines, well, recently, relatively recently, 2000. They were updated in 2016, uh, and before that, they were updated in 1960s, and uh, I did a little research, like, how do they know how much vitamins we need, and actually, most of it is um, observational studies, meaning there was a group of population that, for some reason, was deficient in that particular nutrient, and they developed these diseases or conditions, and once we introduce certain amount of that nutrients that of that particular nutrient the problem was fixed so um, a lot of it is again I mean most of it except for vitamin D and calcium most of those studies nutrient requirements studies they're not textual studies they just observed certain people and or animals and figure out that this is you know the amount of nutrient that we need, and that's, and when they update those nutrient requirements, it's another guess based on our current um, evidence, statistics, uh, any data we have. But uh, there are no actual studies going on to determine how many nutrients we need, and probably because of the ethics of that kind of like uh, studies, because how do you know that? the deficiency of certain nutrient in a human being uh, creates this condition and that amount of nutrient will fix it, you would actually have to experiment on humans and consciously developing diseases in humans in trials uh, is not ethical. And so... uh, how these studies, like, in that way? They will never be done. We'll just figure out how to uh, measure nutrient deficiencies and their possible negative effects in a better, more humane way. So the point is, guys, the nutrient requirements, they're not that precise at all, except for, again, vitamin D and calcium. Um, there were actually studies uh, done to Determine the amount of those nutrients we need, and so when it comes to calcium and vitamin D, those are pretty precise. The rest they're being updated in different countries, they're different, uh, and so uh, it's not that precise. Um, I was, I also read this article that was sent to me by a friend of mine, um, Douglas Jampapa. He has his um, highly effective, good quality gel uh, multivitamin and other supplements company uh, in uh, New York. And so he sent me this article when I asked him uh, about this nutrient deficiencies um, stuff. He sent me this article about how uh, nutrient requirements um, are developed, and um, when they were last developed, and what we know about our current situation when it comes to certain nutrients. Uh, So he sent me this article, um, and um, from that article I found out that indeed, again, (laughs) I just confirmed it to myself, we as a population deficient in some key nutrients like vitamin A, like vitamin D, like vitamin E. Uh, also, I believe vitamin K2, but it's not really, I don't think you can actually measure it at this point. Um, then we also are deficient in key minerals like calcium, like magnesium, like um Potassium, and we are as deficient as a population. What I mean by that is, um, less than 50% of people are getting the needed amounts. And for some nutrients, like vitamin D, for example, it might be as low as like 10% of the people are getting enough of that nutrient. And then we are surprised why we have so many degenerative diseases and all sorts of health conditions if most of the people are not getting what we. As species need, so it's not actually surprising. And then also, what was a little bit surprising for me, we as a society do not meet our requirements for. For me, for me, it seems like the easiest nutrients to get, vitamin C, that again we need somewhere around 100 milligrams. Uh, you know, more is not gonna harm you, um, but somewhere around that uh, we all need. Uh, and then fiber. Uh, so today we're talking. Briefly and more more practically about vitamin C and fiber. So, first of all, guys, why do you need vitamin C? Um, um, Let me tell you from, let me read to you from one other of the articles that I've read today. So, vitamin C is needed for the growth and repair of tissues in all parts of your body. It is used to form collagen, an important protein used to make skin, tendons, ligaments, blood vessels, you know, your hair, your skin, um, all of it. Vitamin C is needed for that. Like if you don't have vitamin C, your body cannot make its own collagen. So it's very important. That's why, you know, you might have skin issues or hair issues or nail issues, or you might have pain in your tendons and and joints just because your body cannot um, efficiently build up that uh, tissue heal wounds and form scar tissue that's also where vitamin c is needed repair and maintain cartilage bones and teeth aid in the absorption of iron and iron guys if you are not getting enough iron your red blood cells cannot carry oxygen efficiently and that means that you are not your brain and your body you do not get enough oxygen all of your cells and that means cell that your cells are dying and not replicating well enough not functioning not producing energy well enough so You see, it's all connected, so vitamin C, you need it, and it also fights free radicals and any sorts of stress and and oxidative stress, radiation stress, uh, any stress uh, in your body needs. You know, even when you work out, um, after the workout, your body needs to remove different free radicals, your body needs to repair tissue, so for that, vitamin C is essential. Um, And it's not that even difficult to get, guys. Uh, even if, no matter what diet you're on, unless you're on a carnivorous diet, but even then, you can eat chicken liver that is actually high in vitamin C. Uh, it's, uh, I believe, the highest, or maybe pork liver also is high in vitamin C. But besides um, livers, if you're eating your vegetables, like most of us do, So, where can you get your vitamin C? And so, the highest food in vitamin C, guys, bell peppers. Just 100 grams of bell peppers, or somewhere around 3.5 ounces of yellow, green, um, orange bell peppers, will give you will give you 184 milligrams of vitamin C, and that is almost double the amount you need. Just 100 grams so eat your bell peppers you can also eat kale Uh, you get 100 grams of kale will give you 120 milligrams of vitamin C again more than you need and it's not that much 100 grams broccoli 100 grams of broccoli will give you 65 milligrams of vitamin C so eat double or a full cup uh, of broccoli cooked, steamed uh, is is. You know, from one perspective, cooked vegetables are better, but also understand that vitamin C is water soluble. So, if you cook it in a pan with some water, uh, then Vitamin C can leak into that water, so what I do not to lose any vitamin C, I actually drink that water, and it's actually pretty delicious, because all this stuff from your vegetables, you know, some salt, some spices, some um, herbs, and all this flavor, it leaks into that liquid, so I make, you know, like a little bowl of soup, and I drink it, and so I lose no vitamin C, and also potassium uh, leaks in that water too from your vegetables, so um, I drink everything I I don't lose any nutrition, but anyway, 100 grams of broccoli, um, 65 milligrams um, of vitamin C. Sugar snap peas, so you know those fresh, green, sweet snap peas, sugar snap peas, 100 grams will give you 64 milligrams of vitamin C. Brussels sprouts, I love Brussels sprouts, especially with garlic, olive oil, and pepper, yum. Um, So vitamin C. 62 milligrams of vitamin c then strawberries are the highest in vitamin c 100 grams will give you 59 milligrams meaning the highest from all the berries um so great idea for dessert and then the last source i probably want to mention is cauliflower 100 grams will give you 44 milligrams um so basically guys Uh, All of these vegetables, get like a cup with, you know, a little bit more than a cup, cup and a half of cooked vegetables. Don't throw away the water where you cook your veggies or, you know, just steam them so they don't lose any of that water. I do not recommend to eat vegetables raw because your gut, our gut, our digestive system is not that strong to actually extract all the nutrients in raw state. So slightly cooked for vegetables is the best way to do it because it breaks down the fibers and then your body can actually extract all the nutrients from that food more efficiently and effectively. So, Um, Except for really tender baby greens, uh, I recommend to cook all the vegetables, especially things like kale or collard greens. All these tougher greens, you need to cook them a little bit. Not a lot, you know, maybe like five minutes, but five, eight minutes, but you need to cook them to extract maximum nutrition. Raw is not actually better. Interesting fact, guys. You might not know, but there are a lot of theories that our brain grew and we as species could develop could develop that big brain because we started cooking. So human beings might be a cooking animal. Because we were able to cook, we could extract much more nutrients from foods because our digestive system is not that efficient, actually. It loses a lot of nutrients from whole foods, especially foods with a lot of fiber. And fiber, we are talking about fiber, too. So to sum up your list of vegetables, again, 100 grams, uh, 150, you know, like a cup, a good cup of vegetables will give you all the vitamin C you need from these vegetables, because different vegetables, as you guessed, guys, have different nutrition profiles. So bell peppers, kale, broccoli, sugar snap peas, Brussels sprouts, strawberries, cauliflower, And don't forget, for those of you guys who eat more animal products, chicken livers have a lot of vitamin C. Red cabbage. And also sauerkraut has a little bit of vitamin C, 15 milligrams for 100 grams. But yeah, just stick to this, and you're going to get all the vitamin C you need. So, because it needs for so many things, guys, for to maintain all of your tissues, your bones, your teeth, your nails, your, um, to absorb iron, it's the main antioxidant of our body. So many things. Now from vitamin C to fiber. Um, a lot of people are deficient in fiber because well, because people just eat so much processed foods and not so much vegetables and whole foods. And fiber, especially, um, you know, the, there is a lot of conversation about do we really need fiber? Like there is no requirement, actually. There is no case of, death of because of lack of fiber or any really degenerative diseases are not caused by fiber as far as we know but there are a few points that i want you to think about when you think about why you might want to eat fiber and why i personally eat fiber so first of all not all, all of them not all of the stuff that we eat Uh, you necessarily want to have in your body or want to absorb. There are some anti-nutrients in our foods. Uh, Also, our body needs to get rid of um, some extra cholesterol or some extra fats or some extra... Not so beneficial nutrients that we get from our foods or from our environment, a lot of like um, different heavy metals or uh, pollutants in our environment. So, fiber is a great way for your body to bind those things and get them out of your body. That's why um, a lot of nutritionists and scientists believe fiber is so beneficial, it helps you to move stuff out. And when you have just a lot of protein, a lot of fatty stuff, a lot of processed foods, stuff doesn't is not moving that well anywhere. So fiber is needed for that for your gut health. And back to gut health. We have this trillions of cells of gut bacteria. Um, they say that we have more bacteria cells than we have our own human cells. And there is there are good theories, there are still theories that we might actually upload it, a lot of our functions, uh, especially functions related to nutrient creation. We uploaded a lot of our functions to our gut microbiome. So there is, you know, our body would not keep that huge of a mass, it's actually a couple, maybe a few kilograms of bacteria, if we didn't need them, right? That makes sense. Um, And they eat fiber. They love fiber. And so if you don't feed them, they're not going to be performing. Well, you know, a lot of them are going to die and you're going to starve them and they're not going to be performing those functions that we are vaguely aware of at this point. But, you know, you have trillions of those guys. Your body probably needs them for some reason and so you probably need to feed them. Another point, most of the people, I mean, I don't know any other examples, people who live to 100 and more, in good health, without degenerative diseases, and, you know, just die of old age, those people, all of them eat a lot of fiber that comes from vegetables and, of course, whole natural foods, not some weird fiber supplement. So that, at least for me, is a good reason to keep fiber in my diet. Plus, I... Personally, feel much better when I have enough and more fiber in my diet. I eat at least a pound of vegetables uh, almost every single day, uh, and because of those reasons, you know, it keeps stuff moving out—the stuff that my body doesn't necessarily need. Um, also, it feeds my gut bacteria, that I believe is there for a reason, and they do some important work. So I do want to feed them, and then also, guys, your fiber keeps you full. It adds volume to your food. And also, when you have more fiber in your meals, it makes your body digest food longer. The longer your body digests food, the longer you feel full. And it's a super cool food hack or life hack to maintain a healthy weight. If you're not hungry most of the time, you're not going to be eating more stuff, any stuff. And that helps you to maintain healthy body weight naturally without counting calories or anything. Um, so fiber is a great way to maintain a healthy weight, to feel fuller. Uh, and also besides slowing down, well, not besides, but because fiber slows down the digestion of your food and the absorption of nutrients, it also helps you to regulate your blood sugar. So for example, um, if you eat a food Higher in carbohydrates without any fiber, like maybe some processed cookie, right? Uh, It's going to be digested and absorbed into your bloodstream really, really fast. But if you ate like a couple of cups of vegetables with that cookie, because of the fiber and because your digestive processes will be slowed down that sugar is going to be absorbed much, much slower. And I'm not recommending you to eat your cookies. Uh, What I'm recommending to you is get fiber in so it slows down the absorption of nutrients and it also helps you to regulate your blood sugar and your blood sugar doesn't spike that much and that contributes to metabolic health, that contributes to longevity. And that just um, helps you again to maintain healthy blood sugar levels all the time uh, after your meals. So fiber is good for that reason too. So again, fiber is great to move stuff out that your body doesn't need. Uh, the, uh, it also proven because of that to help to maintain uh, healthy cholesterol levels. Um, fiber. Also feeds your gut bacteria, you have trillions of them. They probably there for a reason. If your body keeps all of that stuff there. And then it helps you to maintain uh, the feeling of fullness, maintain healthy weight through that, and helps you to regulate your blood sugar, maintain stable blood sugar. That also helps you to maintain health and healthy weight and live longer. So that's why you need fiber. How do you get your fiber? Um, there is different kinds of fibers, you know, soluble, insoluble, but eat your veggies, guys. Keep it simple eat that stuff, and also crunch on raw things once in a while or every day. Like, I eat raw carrots every day because that has, you know, different sorts of fiber. Raw vegetables have different sorts of fiber compared to cooked vegetables. Eat some nuts and seeds, you know, some flax seeds, um, just whole foods. They have different sorts of fibers. Um, eat you know, pound of vegetables or or at least a cup of vegetables with every of your meals, uh, and you're gonna be better than most people. So, those are my top advice for vitamin C and fiber, um, guys. I also have a question for you. I have this idea that I might work on, and I'd like some feedback. Do you think it might be useful to you? The idea is to create fridge posters that's gonna have your vitamins and minerals requirements and will tell you the amount of foods Different foods you need to satisfy those requirements. So, for example, there is going to be you know vitamin C, and it will say you know like 90 milligrams, and how you can get from what foods, and how much of that food you you need to eat to get that vitamin C, and then fiber, and then your potassium, your magnesium. So basically, your nutrient requirements. Specifically, I'm going to focus on nutrients that a lot of people tend to miss. So all of this require all of these nutrients. Uh, you're going to have the requirements that you don't need to remember, of course, uh, and then the actual foods that will give you those nutrients. So what do you think about that? Would you uh, would you buy that fridge poster? That's how I want to make it. So something that you can maybe put it on the fridge, maybe on your wall somewhere. Um, so just printable. Think that you can, again, put on your fridge or on your wall or wherever it is you think it's going to help you the most to eat those nutrients. So let me know on any of the social media where you find me, um, also find my email in the show notes. So send me some note saying that you'd love that or that, you no, know, it, it won't really help you. Either way, you know, this feedback will help me to um, to either do it or not do it, to make that decision. That would, uh, from my perspective, that would help a lot of you guys, and that would help me, because I always sometimes forget to focus on my vitamin C or something else. Um, so let me know, and let me know how you find this specific kind of um, episodes when we talk about nutrient requirements, why you need them, and how you can eat them. And if you have any questions, any you know feedback for me reach out, let me know. That's going to help me to create better podcast episodes. Episodes that can improve your health better. So thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.